Long not far away. For the New York Yankees, it's Gil McDougald at third base. As Casey Stengel has gone back to his original lineup. McDougal at third base leading off. Joe Collins at first. Hank Bauer batting third and playing right field. Yogi Berra batting cleanup and doing the catching. Mickey Mantle, center field. Gene Woodling, left field. Billy Martin, second base. Phil Rizzuto, shortstop. And Vic Rashi pitching. That's R-A-S-C-H-I, big powerfully built right-hander with a record of 13-6 for the year, making his first World Series appearance of this season. The Brooklyn Dodgers will have Junior Gilliam leading off and playing second base. And you might note when we get uh, down the lineup a little way that Charlie Dressen has shifted things around a bit today. Gilliam leading off at second. Pee Reese batting number two and playing short. Luke Schneider, center field. Neil Hodges batting cleanup as he's been the Dodgers hitting star of the series in the first two games. Hodges playing at first base. Roy Campanella catching. And there was some conjecture that Campy might not be able to go today, but there he is in the lineup and batting fifth. Carl Ferrillo will bat sixth and play right field. Jackie Robinson has been demoted, so to speak, to the number seven slot in the order. Robinson, left field. Billy Cox at third base, batting eighth. And Carl Erskine on the mound to do the pitching. Erskine, the right-hander, with a 20-6 record for the season and a 3.21 earned run average for the regular 53 campaign. Well, Erskine right now is throwing in his practice pitches to Roy Campanella, and the leadoff man of the Yankees, Gil McDougal, is waiting to step into the batter's box. The game will be underway in just a moment. Here we go into the top half of the first inning as the Yankees will bring up Gil McDougal, Joe Collins, and Hank Bauer. And on the hill is Carl Erskine, who had a very shaky first inning and gave up to the Yankees four runs the other day. Here's the first pitch, and it's a fastball outside for ball one. Erskine throws quite a bit of his stuff from an almost direct overhand position. McDougal still looking for his first World Series base hit. Here's the pitch. Swings and misses as a fastball was poured past him inside at the letters. And the count is one ball, one strike. McDougal, one of the few players in the series who bats from a wide-open stance. In fact, his stance is the widest of all. He awaits the pitch. Here it comes. He swings, and there's a foul off to the right and back. It was out of play, and the count is one and two. This game is almost a must for the Dodgers because if the Yankees should get three games out in front in the series, they could almost experiment a little bit with their pitching and hope for the best, needing only one more victory to clinch it. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. The Yankees hold a 2-0 lead, and that's the way it is right now. One and two, the count on McDougal. Ready for that pitch. Erskine winds, delivers. Swing and a miss as he went after that overhand fastball, and he didn't get around in time. So McDougal is out on strikes, one out, and the batter is Joe Collins. And Joe has had two hits and seven trips up to this point. Left-handed batter, who bats out of that bent knee crouch. He doesn't lean over too much, but sort of assumes a sitting position. And he takes a curve in the outside corner for strike one. That was the fast curve. Erskine isn't too big as pitchers go, about 5'10", 165 pounds. But he throws that ball hard. Here it comes. Swing and a miss for strike two. He went after the fastball, and Erskine is really rearing back and firing him in. Nothing in two on Collins as Joe steps out. Of necessity, the crowds at Ebbets Field won't be as big as at Yankee Stadium because the park has only roughly uh, one-half the capacity. Here's the pitch to Collins. Swing and a miss for strike three. And he went after a fastball that was done around the knees. So Collins is out on strikes, and Erskine starts out in brilliant fashion, retiring the first two men via that strikeout route. The batter now will be Hank Bauer. 
who has had three for nine up to this point in the series. By the way, Erskine had 187 strikeouts during the regular season. Here's the pitch. He swings, and there's an easy bouncer to the left side. Pee Wee Reese up with it, no trouble. Throws to Hodges, and there's your third out. So the Yankees fail to duplicate or come anywhere close to their first inning against Erskine of Wednesday. They go down 1-2-3. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left aboard. The score at the end of one half inning of play. It's the New York Yankees nothing. The as-yet-to-bat Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. It's Junior Gilliam leading off of the Dodgers in the last half of the first inning. Junior's had two hits in the series and ten trips. And he's back to batting left-handed today against the right-handed pitching of Vic Rashi. Here's Big Vic, a grim-looking customer on the mound, staring in to get his sign for the game's first pitch as far as he's concerned. All right, he winds. Here it comes. And there's a sharp drop ball. Uh, Martin knocks it down near second base. Comes up with it. Throws. And it's too late. That was a hot one-hopper towards second base as Billy Martin did well to knock the ball down. It rolled around a little bit in back of him. He finally picked it up and threw, but too late as Gilliam, a very fast man, breezed across the bag. So that's Gilliam's third hit of the series. The Dodgers get a start, and the batter will be Pee Wee Reese. The Dodger field captain has two hits and six trips up to this point, and he takes the first pitch, a fastball high inside, ball one. The Yankee defense has to be careful here of either the bunt or perhaps the hit run, as Reese is good at both. The infield is playing in, especially, that is, Gil McDougal. There's a throw to first base, and Gilliam jumps back on safely. The count on Reese is still one ball. Now again, there's the look. And there he goes. Pitch is over for strike two. Here's the throw down to second base, and he is out at second. And the throw by Yogi Bear was in plenty of time to get even the fleet junior Gilliam. It's possible a sign may have been missed as Reese took the pitch and it was in for a called strike. The count is now one and one. So the bases are now empty and one out. Gilliam out stealing and it was uh, Phil Rizzuto who took the throw and made the tag. Here's the pitch. Strike two as Reese takes down the middle and the count is one and two. Ordinarily with a right-handed batter up, he'll have the second baseman covering on a steal attempt. But uh, Reese is so proficient at hitting to right field, they probably set it up the other way around. Now the windup. Rashi delivers. In there for call strike three. So Reese is out on strikes, taking the last three pitches as called strikes. Two out in the inning, and the batter now will be Duke Snyder. So we've had a total of five batters in the ballgame, and three of the five have been retired on strikes. Snyder, the batter, has two for ten. The outfield deep, around to the right. Here's pitch. Swung on this sharp ground ball past the mound. It glances off Rashi's leg. Rizzuto near second base up with it. Throws and throws him out. A nice play. As that one as it uh, apparently glanced off Rashi's leg or body was slowed down somewhat, enabling Phil Rizzuto to come over just back of the bag at second to make the play and throw Snyder out. So there will be an assist for Rashi on the play, and the Dodgers go down in the last half of the first inning with no runs. It was one hit, no errors, nobody left aboard. The score at the end of one full inning of play at Ebbets Field. It's the Yankees nothing, the Dodgers nothing. Now it's the top of the second, and the New York Yankees will bring up Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, and Gene Woodling as we come into the left-handed power in the order. Berra has so far two hits and seven trips, including a home run. And he takes Erskine's pitch, a fastball on the inside corner, strike one. Erskine relying on his fastball, and he looks good with it. He's been throwing almost every pitch straight overhand. Again, he winds, turns it loose, and this one is just outside. Fastball, the count is 1-1. Berra has the outfield around to the right, as you would expect. The infield also slightly playing him to pull. There's a changeup, and it's just outside. He took the speed off his fast one, 
And the count is two balls, one strike. Barra has a stance that's something like that of Gene Woodling's, but he doesn't crouch quite as much. Feet close together with a closed stance. Here's the pitch. And it's a high outside fastball that took off and sailed. The count is 3-1. Barra glances to third base coach Frankie Crosetti for the hit or take. Now again, Erskine is ready. Here's the pitch. And it's there low in the dirt. And there's the, the ball comes back to the backstop. There goes Barra. Campanella is uh, complaining to the umpire. And now he uh, turns and uh, chases after the ball. Barra's going to try for two. Campanella comes up, throws, and Barra is safe in at second base. Well, Roy Campanella hesitated before going after that ball. Evidently, thinking that the umpire perhaps had called it a foul tip or might have hit Yogi or something, but anyway, it was low in the dirt and inside, and Vera, as the pitch was ball four, of course, can take as many bases as he can get, and he wound up on second, so it will be a walk, and the official scorer says a wild pitch for the extra base. The batter now is Mickey Mantle, and Mickey is batting left-handed against Carl Erskine, so the Yankees have a runner on second. And there's a throwback to second base, but he gets back on safely as Reese sneaked up to take the throw. Still no count on Mickey. The temperature is now 74 degrees. There's not a cloud in the sky. The pitch, outside for ball one. And the count is one ball, no strikes. Barrow on second with nobody out as the Yankees threaten in the top of the second. No score. There's a fastball that picks up the outside corner. Strike one. And Erskine looks plenty quick today. No doubt about it, he's throwing hard. Look at second. He delivers. And it's strike two as Mantle pulled away from a curve that was on the inside corner. So the count is one and two. Mantle sets with that bat. Mickey's home run, two-run homer, was the game-winning blow yesterday. The outfield deep. Look back. Here's the pitch. Strike three as he takes. That was a big overhand downer curveball on the inside corner. And Mantle is out on strikes. So it's three strikeouts for Erskine in the ball game, and the batter will be Gene Woodley. Left-handed batting left fielder who has had one hit so far in six trips during the first two games. The pitch is a fastball just above the knees for strike one. He's keeping that ball low in most instances. Erskine again has his sign. Campanella puts up the mitt for the target. Pitch comes in. Fastball down too low, and the count is now one ball, one strike. Yogi Berra taking a pretty good lead off second base. Pitch comes in. There's a ground ball chopped off to the right side. Hodges breaks wide of the back. Here's Erskine covering, takes the feed in time on a fairly close play. And Yogi Berra moves into third. So the Yogi is at the look-in corner with two outs. That last play was Hodges to Erskine as the ball was not very well hit and wide of the bag at first. The batter is Billy Martin, who has been one of the prime factors in the Yankees' first two victories. Martin batting... Don't, uh, don't have the average, but he's hit five times successfully in seven trips to the plate. Takes the pitch low outside, ball one. Billy also has four runs batted in. Three the first day and one yesterday. Barrow leading off third to wind up. And here it comes. Swings, and there's a foul back to the stands. That levels the count. One ball, one strike, and a new ball goes into play. The distance is at Ebbets Field. It's 348 feet down to the foul pole and left. And as the stands uh, 
actually aren't right at the foul pole at that point where the stands begin. The bleachers, it's 352 feet. Deepest spot is about uh, 407 feet, slightly to left center. Around 400 even to straightaway center field. 393 is a marker out there. And it's 297 feet to the foul pole and right. Big high screen. All right, ready for the pitch. It's 1-1. Here it comes. High with a fastball, and Erskine continues to throw very hard, putting a lot on his... A lot of effort into his throwing. Or so it seems, anyway. The count is two balls, one strike. Barrow on third. Here comes the pitch. And he floats a curve a little bit high for ball three, three one. It may be that the strategy would be to have Erskine go out there and throw as hard as he can and not particularly pace himself, figuring that the Dodgers need this ball game so badly they might have Erskine uh, throw everything he has in the early part of the ball game, and if he is not able to continue at the early fast pace might bring somebody in from the bullpen here's the 3-1 pitch and Martin takes high for ball four he walks him Martin on first Barrow on third two out and the batter will be the little guy Phil Rizzuto the little guy is how Casey Stengel refers to him Casey has idiosyncrasies of talking about his ball players the big guy might mean almost anybody might mean Hank Bauer they don't have a really big man on their team anymore the little guy usually means Rizzuto or Martin there's a throw to first base. Martin gets back in safely. Barra still at third, remember. The infield back deep now, of course, with two out. Here's the pitch. Rizzuto swings, and there's a foul slicing off to the upper deck down the right field side. And it's strike one. Phil has had one hit in five trips up to this point. All right, again, Erskine is ready on the hill. Gets his sign from Campanella. Looks at first. Delivers. And Rizzuto swings and pulls a curveball foul. Way back into the stands, deep up into the stands in left field. And the count is strike two, so Erskine works ahead of this batter. Two on, two out in the second, no score. The Yankees trying to really put the pressure on the Dodgers by winning today. And the Dodgers realizing that they need this victory very badly. So there's lots of incentive for both teams, as there is during the course of the series, of course. Each game is as important as the others in the eventual scheme of things. Ready for that nothing two pitch to Rizzuto. The look at first, and here it comes. Strike three! As he threw him an overhand curve, a fast curve, and Rizzuto takes for the strikeout. Four strikeouts in the first two innings for Erskine, and the Yankees go down without scoring in the second. No runs, no hits, no errors. Two men left aboard. The score at the end of one and one half innings of play. It's the Yanks nothing, the Dodgers nothing. It's the bottom of the second. The Dodgers bringing on Gil Hodges, Roy Campanella, and Carl Perillo. Hodges has five hits and eight trips. So Gil's up there in batting position now. The outfield deep into the left. He takes a fastball high thrown by Rashi. Ball one. Rashi every once in a while will throw sidearm, but his normal movement is about three quarters. The breeze has picked up a trifle and is now blowing out toward left. Might help a batter like Hodges. There's a pitch that's high as he seemed to take a little off his fastball. The count is 2-0. Hodges had a big year for the Dodgers, batting 302 and driving in 122 runs. Something like 31 homers. Ready for that pitch, 2-0. The wind-up, and here it comes. Swung one, there's a sharp ground ball through the hole. Out to left field, base hit. As Hodges continues his solid macing of that ball. That was a hard-hit grounder right between the shortstop and third baseman. 
So the batter now will be Roy Campanella, and we'll be watching Campy closely today to see if he can swing that bat with his former effectiveness. It did not appear that he could yesterday, and he complained about the fact that he couldn't and about the fact that when the ball hit the bat, it really hurt. He leans away from an inside fastball, ball one. Campy had one hit in eight trips in the first two games. His hit came in the first game. Pitch comes low outside as Barra bluffs the throw down to first base. Hodges drifts back to the bag. Again, Gill leads off. Campy awaits that 2-0 pitch. Rashi delivers. There's a bouncing foul down the third base side, and it's strike one, a two-and-one count. Carl Frillo, the next man due, and then Jackie Robinson. All right, Campy's up and in again. A two-one count. Here comes Pitch. Swings and bounces one foul as it hits the plate and then bounces up and hits the body of Campanella as he stands in the batter's box, and the count is 2-2. Rashi. Very grim and unsmiling on the mound. Looks in to get his sign. Now looks at first. Throws to first base. Hodges back safely. Ready again. The look at first. Here's pitch. Swings and misses for strike three as Campanella went around on a high inside fastball. So Rashi has struck out two now. And there's one out in the last of the second. The batter will be Kyle Ferrillo who has had three hits and eight trips. Carl stands in there with a closed stance. Stands at the plate quite a bit like Gil Hodges does. Here's pitch. Swung on. There's a ground ball. Sharp right to the shortstop. Rizzuto up with it. Flips over to Martin. And there's the pivot. The peg is in time at first for a double play. As it was a nice pivot by Billy Martin, Gil Hodges did his best to break up the DP. And Martin had to jump high on the pivot and throw over to first. In time to get Ferrillo. Well, that wipes out the side. A short to second to first twin killing. And the inning summary reads no runs for the Dodgers. One hit, no errors, and nobody left aboard. The score at the end of two full innings of play. It's the Yankees nothing, the Dodgers nothing. And now as we move into the top half of the third, the Yankees will bring up their pitcher, Vic Rashi, to lead off. And he'll be followed by Gil McDougald and Joe Collins. Kyle Erskine is on the mound, ready to work. Rashi in batting position. Vic stands very far, back away from the plate. Takes the first pitch a little bit high. Ball one, fastball. Rashi again sets with that bat. Here comes the pitch. And it's over the outside corner for strike one. Rashi isn't known as much of a hitting pitcher, but he had a streak of seven straight base hits uh, at one point in midseason. That was very spectacular for him. Here comes the 1-1 offering. Strike two on the same spot, the outside corner. And the count is one ball, two strikes. The way Rashi stands back away from the plate, it doesn't look like he'd have too much success hitting stuff on the outside edge. There's Erskine, again pumping, pitching. Strike three! As he came back with a fastball on the inside corner this time, and Rashi took it. And that is five strikeouts for Erskine, which is a considerable number this early in the ball game. Three of them have been on called third ones. The batter now will be Gil McDougald, who still is looking for his first World Series base hit. He is, so far, the Gil Hodges of 1953. Here's the pitch. Swings, and there's a high pop-up. This one going back in a short left field. Here comes Jackie Robinson as Pee Wee Reese uh, seemingly is bothered by the sun, and now Robinson comes on to make the catch. So that is all for McDougald. Two out in the inning, and the batter now will be Joe Collins. 
Joe struck out first time up in the first inning. The outfield swings around to the right, plays him deep to pull. Joe's had one home run in the series. And he swings, misses on a changeup on the inside corner. Strike one. Erskine, of course, can be very much more effective if his changeup is working to go along with that fastball, which has looked plenty quick today. Again, he winds and fires. And Collins takes a fastball on the outside corner. Strike two, a nothing two count. Yankees had a threat going in the second inning. Runners on first and third with two out. But nothing happened. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss for strike three. And Kyle Erskine certainly has that strikeout ball working today. He struck out two per inning for a total of six over the first three. And that retired the side in order. It's no runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left aboard. And the score at the end of two and one half innings of play. The New York Yankees nothing. The Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. Here we go to the last half of inning number three, and the Dodgers will bring up the last third of their order, Robinson, Cox, and Erskine. Robbie's had one hit in eight trips. Here's the pitch. Swung on, there's a high fly ball. Hit out into right center field is Bauer, and Mantle are converging, going back slightly. And it's Bauer who cuts in front of Mantle to make the catch. That is out number one. Rashi and Erskine both have been doing a great job on the mound so far. And now Vic will work on Billy Cox, the wiry little third baseman who has had three hits and eight trips. It's the wind-up. Here comes pitch. And there's a high hopper to the left side. Gil McDougal to his left to play it on the high hop. And he throws across to Collins in time for the out. That's all for Billy Cox. Two up, two down. And coming up now for the Brooklyn Dodgers will be pitcher Carl Erskine. Nice hand for Erskine as he steps in. Carl, by the way, isn't too bad a hitting pitcher. He got 20 hits during the regular season, which is certainly above par for pitchers. All right, two out. The base is empty. Here's Rashi's pitch. And he takes on the outside corner, strike one. No score in the game. Dodgers have had a couple of hits. The Yankees have had a couple of walks, and that's been the extent of their threat. Again, that wind-up by Rashi. Here's the pitch. And he butts the ball to the left side, past the mound. Here's McDougal over. It was a rather hard bunt. He's up with it. Throws to Collins in time for the out. And Erskine's attempt to bunt his way to first goes awry. McDougal to Collins for the out. So it's one, two, three. And that's the first inning in which the Dodgers have failed to get a man aboard. They had Gilliam aboard on a single in the first, and he was out stealing. They had Hodges aboard in a single, and he was wiped out in a double play. So the summary in this last half of the third, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left the board. And the score at the end of three full innings of play, it's still the Yankees nothing, the Dodgers nothing. It's the top of the fourth with the Yankees due to bring up Hank Bauer, Yogi Berra, and Mickey Mantle. Here's Bauer in. Square-jawed right fielder has a ground out to the shortstop in one trip. Erskine's first pitch. Hits the outside corner nicely. Fastball, strike one. He still appears to be pumping that fast one most of the time. Bauer looks very determined at the plate. Has an even stance. The outfield to the left. And he takes the pitch way high. Ball one. Campanella spirited one-handed. A 1-1 count. Next man due is Barra and then Mickey Mantle. Here's the windup and the pitch. Swings and there's a foul as that one towers off to the right side, goes into the stand, strike two. Swung on the fastball and appeared to swing a little bit late. The count is one and two. 
pitching. He seems to be improving with the series. First game was 9-5, to five, fairly free-swinging affair. Yesterday, 4-2, to two, and this one has found neither team been able to break through. Ready for that one-ball, two-strike pitch to Hank Bauer. And here it comes. And there's a ground ball, not too well hit, right to Pee Wee Reese. Now here's the throw, and he throws to Hodges for the out. Fairly close at first because of the fact that Reese waited for that hopper, which wasn't too well hit. So the batter now is Yogi Berra, who walked in the second inning, got as far as third base and was left dangling. The pitch to Yogi is taken on the inside corner for strike one as he ran up to bunt. And if Berra ever does bunt that ball, it's strictly because of the element of surprise. They usually play him fairly deep, and they are now, and the third baseman is quite a way off the line. That's Billy Cox. If Berra could ever dump one right down that third base line and have it stay fair, he might very well have a leg hit. Wind up by Erskine. Here's the pitch. And uh, Berra ducks and hits him on the arm. Oh, brother, that one looked like it was coming right at his head, and Berra hit the dirt and flung up his right arm, and the ball glanced off his arm. He trots onto first base, waving away the Yankee trainer who starts to come out. Yogi looks to be okay, but he is rubbing his right forearm. So Berra is hit by a pitch ball, and that, believe me, was right at him. Here's Mickey Mantle up. Mickey struck out on a cold third strike in the second inning. And there's a throw to first with Barra getting back on safely. Again, the check on the runner. The delivery. Swings and misses at a slow curve, and Mantle was badly fooled. One strike to count. Again, Erskine looks at Barra. Here comes the pitch. Strike two as he poured the fast one in with the knees and Mantle took it. It's a nothing two count. Woodling is the next man due. Barra leads it first to pitch. Inside high as Mantle turns away and the count is now one ball, two strikes. Now Mickey again sets. Barra leading it first. Pitch comes in. Swings and misses for strike three. As Mantle appeared to go at her after a pitch that was up around face level. That high, hard one. So Mantle is out on strikes for the second straight time. And is two out in the inning with Barra still at first. Seven strikeouts now for Erskine and the batter is Gene Woodling. Stocky Gene Woodling has bounced out first baseman to pitcher covering in one trip. And he takes a fastball that seemingly came right down the middle. Strike one. Well, if Erskine can keep this up the whole game, he'll be pitching quite a baseball game for himself. He's throwing very hard. And doesn't appear to be saving himself. Look at first. Here it comes. Swung on. There's a high pop-up to the left side as Pee Wee Reese breaks back just on the edge of the outfield grass and makes the catch for the out. And that's all for the Yankees in the fourth. Woodling popping up to short. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man left aboard. And the score... At the end of three and one half innings of play, still the New York Yankees nothing, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. Now the bottom of the fourth as the Dodgers get their chance to break the scoreless tie. Dodgers haven't had a man as far as second base yet. And the batter right now is Junior Gilliam, who singled infield in the first inning. Here's Rashi's delivery. And there's a grounder on a half swing off a changeup. It's uh, right out to Billy Martin, who throws to Collins in time for the out. 
Gilliam grounds out second to first. It looked like he was having a half-hearted cut at the ball, trying to time that changeup or perhaps hold up his swing. So that's all for Junior. The batter will be Pee Wee Reese. Reese took a called third strike in the first inning. Erskine has struck out seven. Rashi has struck out two. Mick Rashi into the windup again. Pitch comes in. Swung on. There's a high pop-up. And this is to the left side. It's going to stay in fair ground as Gil McDougal comes in and waits right near the bag. Makes the catch. That's all for Pee Wee. Two up, two down. And the batter now will be Duke Snyder. Who hasn't exactly set the World Series of fire this year so far. Takes the pitch outside. A fastball. Ball one. Husky Duke has the outfield very deep. Mickey Mantle playing a very deep center field. Quite a bit during this series. The outfielders have uh, had short flies drop in front of them for base hits because of the fact that they're playing this man or that so very deep. Pitch is outside for ball two, and the count is 2-0. Of course, the outfielders really can't play as deep in Ebbets Field as they can in Yankee Stadium because the distances are a lot shorter out in center and in right especially, and also in left center, a lot shorter. Snyder takes a slow curve high outside for ball three. And now the Duke steps out. Glances down to Charlie Dressen, who coaches the third. Jake Pittler, as always, is in the first base coaching lines for the Dodgers. All right, ready again. 3-0 on Snyder. Rashi starts pumping. Here it comes. Outside for ball four. And there is his first sign of wildness as he walks Snyder on four straight pitches. And that will bring up Gil Hodges, who has been tough in this series. He has become the first batter to reach the six total hits mark. He singled in the second inning and then was later forced in the first half a double play. A curveball is low for ball one. Snyder leads off first. Here's the pitch. Another curveball. This one picks up the outside corner and the count is even up. One ball, one strike. We'll look at first where Snyder leads. Here it comes. Outside and low for ball two and the count is now 2-1. Snyder edging off. And there's a throw to first and he slides back in head first. And that was pretty close. A hard throw over by Rasheen Snyder, who was taking the lead, had to slide back on and grab the bag with his right hand. Conan Hodges is still two balls, one strike. Now, Rashi ready to pitch again, delivers. Fastball outside for ball three, and it's a 3-1 count. Big Vic gets, gets the sign, checks his runner. And delivers. Outside for ball four. So Rashi walks two in a row. Snyder and Hodges. And the Dodgers get their first man as far as second. Snyder at second right now. Hodges at first. Two out on the batter, Roy Campanella, who struck out in the second inning. Okay, ready for that pitch to Roy. And here it is. Just above the knees, a fastball for strike one. The alternate catcher for the Dodgers, Al Rube Walker, has not seen action yet. And quite a few were getting the idea that he might be in there as a starter today. Capable catcher, who, however, hasn't seen too much action this year because of Campanella's presence. There's the pitch that's high inside, and Campy hits the dirt to get out of the way of it. The count is 1-1. Joe Collins is not holding Hodges close at first, playing deep. Snyder leads off second. 1-1 pitch. Swung on. There's a ground ball out to the right side. Billy Martin up with it. Flips to Rizzuto. There's the force on Hodges coming in. And the side is retired. 
So the Dodgers get a couple of men aboard, but fail to do anything about bringing them around. It was no runs, no hits, no errors, and two men left aboard. The score at the end of four full innings of play. The New York Yankees nothing, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. Now the top of the fifth as the Yankees will bring up Martin, Rizzuto, and Rashi, the last three in the order. Martin has been up once and walked. Takes the pitch high inside for ball one. So Billy still has that fine batting record of five hits and seven official trips. Including, of course, a triple and a home run. There's Erskine again winding and delivering. There's a high pop-up going foul off to the right side and out of play. The count is 1-1. And a new ball goes out to the Dodger hurler. Now, Billy Martin steps back into batting position. Erskine is already. There's the mid-up for the target. Placed up there by Campanella. Pitch comes in. There's a ground ball. The shortstop holds beautifully stopped by Wee Reese. And now he picks it up and can't make a play. But it was a nice stop anyway as Billy Martin hit a hard ground ball. Reese knocked down the ball backhanded. It rolled behind him a few feet. He picked it up and looked at first but saw he had no chance. So Billy Martin gets the infield single, and he matches Gil Hodges' total now of six hits. The batter will be Phil Rizzuto. That's the first hit off Carl Erskine, so he went four full innings without giving up a blow. A throw to first base as Martin gets back in safely. Again, look at first. Here's pitch. He fouls back to the backstop as Phil was shifting his feet to hit to right again. Strike one. He did that the last time up. Pretty good place hitter. The count is one strike on Rizzuto. Again, Martin leads. Erskine in pitching position. Looks at first. It comes. And it's outside. That was possibly a pitch out, although it was not as high as usual. Pitch out deliveries are made. The count is 1-1. Again, Martin leads. Look over. And there he goes. Swung on. There's a sharp one-hopper. Gilliam knocks it down near second base. And now uh, Pee Wee Reese picks it up and can't make a play. Well, here was the play on that when the runner was breaking. And, of course, Junior Gilliam was breaking to cover second base. And he almost ran right into the ball as it came to him on one hop. But he knocked it down. And had he come up with the ball cleanly, probably would have had an easy double play as he was right near the bag and might have been able to step on the sack himself had he come up with it, but he did not. It was a tough chance. He knocked it down and rolled away a few feet. Reese picked it up and made no throw. It is scored as a base hit for Rizzuto, and Martin is on second base. Now, of course, uh, by stopping that ball, at least he saved the extra base. Martin certainly would have gone to third had that ball gotten through to the outfield. Well, the batter now is Vic Rashi. The infield is way in expecting the bunt. Gil Hodges playing very close, not holding the runner at first. And the third baseman, Cox, is back fairly close to the bag for a possible play there. Here's the pitch. And Rashi takes low for ball one. Set to bunt. Rashi struck out. First time up. Martin at second. Rizzuto at first. This is the best Yankee possibility of the day. Runners lead. Pitch comes in. And he bunts the ball to the first base side of the mound. Erskine comes in. Up with it. Now he looks back at second. And now turns and throws to first. He had plenty of time at first because Rashi wasn't running very hard. And uh, Erskine looked around to see if he had to play at another base, but he did not. So turned to first to get the sure one with the throw to the uh, second baseman who covered. 
And that was Junior Gilliam. So the Yankees have two in scoring position. And as Gil McDougall steps up and in, Bob Milliken starts warming for the Dodgers. The infield right in close for play at the plate. Here's the pitch. And a curveball breaks low. Ball one. No score in the game, but the Yankees have a good threat going. Runners on second and third and only one man out. Here's the pitch. There's a hard smash, and Billy Cox knocks it down. A fine play. He picks it up, and he lunges, and he misses Rizzuto. He couldn't quite tag him. The runner's in, and McDougal is safe at first. Well, that's the third infield hit of the inning. One has gone to Reese, one to Gilliam, and now one to third baseman Billy Cox, who made a wonderful play, a fine stop on a hard smash pulled by McDougal down that third base side. And after Cox picked up the ball, after knocking it down, he lunged at Rizzuto, who did a nice little bit of shifty hip running to get past him and in safely to third base. And they are giving McDougal to base hit. A single for Gill, and that will be a run battered in, so he breaks his hip famine at a crucial moment. The Yankees lead one to nothing. The batter is Joe Collins taking a curve low for ball one. Three infield hits and a sacrifice have produced the run. One to nothing, the Yankees lead top of the fifth. Collins swings and misses for strike one. It's a 1-1 count. The infield is now playing halfway, hoping for the double play ball. Collins has struck out twice. The outfield deep into the right. Here comes the pitch. Checks his swing, takes the fastball high for ball two. A 2-1 count. The runners lead at first and third. Only one out, remember. Here's pitch. He swings, and there's a high foul ball pulled off to the right side and goes all the way out of the park. The count is 2-2, and once again, a new ball goes into play. As time progresses, that shadow is lengthening and creeping ever closer to the mound. It's about one-third of the way out now between home plate and the mound. That is one-third of the distance starting from home plate. There's Collins back in batting position. A 2-2 count. The runners lead. McDougal at first. Rizzuto at third. Erskine delivers. Strike three as he takes a nice pitch, a beautiful pitch on the inside corner at the knees. So Joe Collins goes down on strikes for the third straight time, and that is strikeout number eight for Carl Erskine. And I'm sure that many of you World Series fans who follow such things realize that one of the standout pitching performances of all time was... Done by Howard Emke for the Philadelphia A's against the Cubs back in 1929 when he was a surprise starter in the opening game and struck out 13 men. That's a World Series record. Erskine is perhaps within reaching distance of that. Here's the pitch to Hank Bauer. And he swings and hits one sharply foul down the third base side. And that was just outside the bag by a couple of feet. Takes a base hit to score that run now. And Collins been able to lift a fly ball to the outfield. Bill Rosetta, who can still run some, probably would have scored. One strike to count on Bauer. And now Erskine's ready to pitch again. Here comes pitch. Bauer swings, and there's a ground ball off to the right side. Gilliam plays it on the high hop. Flips to Hodges. Easy out. And the Yankees are down. So Erskine, despite giving up the one run, pitched his way out of what could have been a bad jam with more runs being scored. One run in the inning, three hits, no errors, and two men left aboard on the score at the halfway mark of the ball game. the end of four and one-half innings, it's the Yankees one, the Dodgers nothing. Now into the bottom half of the fifth we go as Carl Farillo will be the batter. Farillo has three for nine in the series, 0 for one in this ball game. Hit into a double play in the second inning. 
right. Carl's up there. The outfield straight away. He swings and misses on the first pitch for strike one. Rashi now working with a slim one-run lead. Again, he winds up and delivers. Swung on. There's a fly ball that's going out to straightaway center field. Mickey Mantle hardly has to move. He's waiting and makes the catch for the out. One away. And that will bring to the plate Jackie Robinson, who has flied to right in one trip and only has one hit in nine trips up to this point in the three games. Stockily built, right-handed batter. Jackie takes a little bit low for ball one. Jackie, of course, was a great all-around athlete at UCLA some 12, 13 years ago. Leading scorer of the Southern Division of the Coast Conference in basketball, a 25-foot broad jumper, good hop, step, and jump man. Shortstop on the UCLA baseball team. Right halfback on the football team. Here's the pitch. Swung on. There's a drive that's going deep to right field. This one could be trouble. Back it goes to right center, and it is off the screen. There goes Robinson for second base. Bauer plays the ball into second, and he goes in standing up with a two-base hit. Well, Jackie Robinson hit a good long ball to his opposite field. And he represents the tying run out there at second base. The batter will be Billy Cox, who has three hits and nine trips for a 3.33 average in the series. 0 for 1 in this game. The infield playing in part way. There's a curve that's on the outside corner for strike one. Robinson again leads off second. Rashi in the stretch. Looks back. And their balk is called. And there goes Jackie Robinson, of course, waved on to third base. Rashi evidently made a move, uh, jiggled a little bit, and committed himself to pitch to the plate and then did not throw. In the opinion of the umpires, and the balk is called. Robinson goes down to third base, which could mean quite a break because now it takes a fly ball to score that run. Next batter is Carl Erskine, by the way. All right, Cox up there. The count is one strike. Nothing in one. The runner leads at third base. Here's the pitch. Here he comes. And he bunts. It's the squeeze play to bunt it to the right side. And the second baseman comes in, throws to the plate, and it's way late. The run is in. And Billy Cox is safe at first base. A beautiful squeeze play worked by Robinson, the runner, and Cox, the batter, as Billy pushed the ball to the first base side of the mound. And uh, it was up to the second baseman to handle it. And Billy did. He, Billy Martin, that is. He threw into the plate, but it was way too late as Robinson scored standing up. And Billy Cox is safe at first. It will be a sacrifice and a fielder's choice. No base hit. And a run batted in for Billy. It's a one-to-one game, a new one. And Cox, of course, represents the go-ahead run at first base. The batter coming up will be Carl Erskine. Here's the hand for Erskine as he steps in. Well, that should give him new heart. The infield is still playing in a bit, looking for the possible one-out sacrifice. All right, Erskine in batting position. Here's pitch. And he bunts and fouls it off to the right side. Strike one, the count, as he was bunting. That double by Jackie Robinson was only the third hit by the Dodgers. The teams are now even up in the hits department, three apiece. And Robinson's double was the first extra base hit of the game. Now ready for that pitch to Erskine again. The infield's still close. Cox leads at first. Here's the pitch. He swings away, and there's a blooping fly ball that's going down the left field line, dropping, dropping in for a base hit. Cox holds at second base. As the ball is thrown into third by Gene Woodling. 
Well, Erskine switched off the bunt, or somebody switched it off for him, and he dropped a low fly ball down the left field line for a single. And Tom Gorman, the right-handed curveballing expert, starts warming in the Yankee bullpen. The batter is Junior Gilliam. All right, Erskine on first. Cox on second. Here's pitch. Swung on. There's a high pop-up. And this one's going into foul territory. Gil McDougal waiting and getting over there near the stands makes the catch. The infield fly rule not in effect, of course, on the foul ball. So the runners hold. Cox at second. Erskine at first. It's two out of the inning. And the batter now will be Pee Wee Reese who has been hitless in two trips today and two for eight in the entire series. A one-to-one game in the last half of the fifth. The tie-breaking run out there on second, Billy Cox. Carl Erskine at first. The pitch to Reese. Swung on. There's a bounding ball off to the right side. Easy play for Billy Martin, who throws to Collins and throws him out. So the uh, fifth inning is productive of one run for the Dodgers on two hits. There were no errors. Two men left aboard and one, one very important balk in the scheme of things, we might mention. So the score at the end of five full innings of play, it's the Yankees one, the Dodgers one. Now it's the Yankees coming on in the top of the sixth with Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, and Gene Woodling do, that left-handed batting trio. Berra has been walked and hit by a pitch ball, so he hasn't uh, come up officially yet. All right, there's Yogi in batting position, the outfield, infield slightly to the right. Erskine winds and delivers. Swung on. There's a uh, bouncing ball that gets past Hodges out into right field. A base hit in between the first and second baseman, closer to Hodges than to Gilliam, and Barra is aboard with a ground single to right. So now the Yankees have the go-ahead run at first. Nobody out, and the batter will be Mickey Mantle, who has been struck out twice and has two hits and eight trips for the entire series. Barra leads off first. The infield in a bit in case they go for the... Gene now letting over New Jersey. Infield still in double play depth. First pitch. Fastball that missed just a mite inside. The Dodgers uh, handle their tickets in a manner uh, whereby most season ticket holders got first choice on the choice World Series seats here. So consequently, the noise is uh, more rampant today from uh, Dodger Rooters than it would have been at the stadium where the crowd was mostly from out of town. 1-0. There's a quick throw to first. Uh, just one strides back safely. Milligan and Levine all the while continue to warm up for Dressen's Dodgers. The score tied, 1-1. 1-0 to Whittling. In the crouch, the pitch, the swing and a foul, upstairs on the roof and out of play behind home plate. Strike one. Billy Martin, scrappy second baseman in the on-deck circle. Doesn't let a single move get by. Those sharp eyes of his. Rossetti keeps peering down at Stengel, who has a very odd position right now. He's standing up in the dugout, leaning against one of its stanchions. Back in the ballpark where he once had a lot of headaches for the Dodgers in the 30s. The 1-1 pitch. Swing and a miss to the high fastball for strike two. Erskine, pacing himself magnificently now, was hurling very quickly after each pitch, and apparently his veteran catcher, Campanella, has settled him down a bit. The play has been strictly out of the world today. There haven't been any outright errors. There have been uh, plays that uh, were close to being called errors because they were hot smashes off the gloves of infielders. One ball, two strikes, ready for the payoff. Ferra edges off, a big pitch. Inside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Note how the crowd here rides on every delivery. Mentally, they're counting the stitch <laughs> on every turn of that baseball. Two 
going to. Mara at first, one away. Top of the sixth. Erskine taking a longer time than usual to study Woodling. Now he's ready and throws. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Carl Erskine has registered ten strikeouts in a ball game. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. The Gimbal Broadcasting Service, WIP, WIP FM, Philadelphia. Magadagel at microphone. This is Gene Kelly with Al Helper at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. Her skin is red hot in the strikeout department, and he faces Billy Martin, who's been the toughest guy for the Dodgers to solve in a series. And he lofts a foul on the first pitch, upstairs and right, and out of play, and back out onto the field. And frustration galore for the fans out there. But Levine tosses the ball back to a downstairs occupant. So Clem is a hero to somebody for now and forever. Strike one. Martin, a walk. And the infield single, which led off the rally that scored the one New York run in the fifth inning. Reese gave it good effort on a backhand grab, but couldn't hold on. 0-1 to Billy. Curve. Too low. Ball one. They're not missing by much. These fellas are really threading the needle today. Rashi and Carl Erskine. ball, one strike. Martin waits. Erskine throws. A cut and a foul behind the plate. Strike two. Our statistician has come up with the interesting note here that the most strikeouts for one club in any nine-inning game in the World Series was 13, of course, by Emke of the A's against the Cubs, October the 8th, 19, October the 9th, 1929, and the day before, oddly enough, 13 Cubs went out on strikes, but of course not by the same pitcher. So Erskine is about as close as anybody could be now in six innings of play to equaling or bettering the all-time World Series record for strikeouts in a game. The one-two pitch to Martin. Comes down, he swings, there's a high fly, deep to right center. Carrillo back. Snyder back, Carrillo makes a backhanded grab. What a catch, and it looked as though he was going to lose it. In the right center field corner, 376 feet away from home play. So Martin is robbed of extra bases as he runs out to his position to meet Carl Frillo, who just robbed him. Give it to the right fielder. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. Five and a half innings to play. The Dodgers won, the Yankees won. Here's a special offer you can't afford to miss. Right now, when you buy a Gillette Super Speed Razor set, you get the brand new Gillette World Series record book at no cost. Edited by High Turkin, baseball historian, this handy 96-page book is crammed with valuable information. Here you'll find the score of every World Series game, record of every player, winning pitchers, home run hitters, and heroes and goats. It teaches you to score like a pro, contains basic rules, a dictionary of baseball slang, the 1953 player roster, showing each player's number, age, weight, height, how he bats and throws, plus a wealth of other facts. Your store has this book. Get one with an easy-shaving Gillette Super Speed Razor for $1. The regular price of the razor set alone. Now, fans, that catch should uh, have a description again. Uh, first of all, it looked like both Snyder and Perillo could get the ball. And then all of a sudden, the crowd was in a wholesale hush out here, wondering who's going to grab it. 
Carl looked at Duke, Duke looked at Carl, and all of a sudden, Carl nonchalanted back at it, and there uh, he grabbed the ball on the warning path at the old exit gate in the deepest right center field corner between the 376-foot and the 395-foot mark. It was one of the most heart-stopping plays of the whole series, considering that they got there in plenty of time. Now the last of the sixth. And would you say these fans are getting their money's worth? Duke Snyder, 0 for 1 and a walk. A let-up curve by Rashid to the Duke is outside, ball one. I know a lot of you fans are listening to this in the radios of your car automobiles. You better pull off to the side of the road. 1-0. and all. Let up low. Ball two. Rashi going to uh, soft stuff here. Uh, breaking off funny thumb curves. Wrinkles. Duke has uh, run an odd gamut here. He uh, cut on a first pitch and bounced out to short on the first. And then he waited out four straight bad ones for the walk on the fourth. But was stranded in that threat. 2-0. Swing and a miss on a high fastball for strike one. Snyder will be followed by Hodges and Campanella. If you tuned in late, Campanella was dropped to number five slot today. Hodges moved up to cleanup, and Robinson, in a series slump, dropped to number seven. Outfield shaded right on Big Snyder. A 2-1 offering. Two ball, ball three, fastball. Both teams scored in the fifth inning. And in as different manners as possible. The Yankees got three infield singles. The Dodgers with a double, a walk, and a squeeze bunt. 3-1. A ground ball cut through the hole. Right field. Base hit. Snyder gets his third series hit. And his first one in two days. It is the fifth hit off Vic Rashi. And it brings up Gil Hodges, who has had the most amazing on-base record for the Dodgers in the series. And, of course, for the Yankees, it's been Billy Martin. The Dodgers Symphony uh, strikes up a little fanfare in the background. See Frankie Fish sitting down there. I wonder what's going through his mind as he watches the action out here. You know, he's been interviewing some pretty important baseball personalities before all of our Gillette broadcasts and telecasts during the series. Now, Hodges has a single to the left field hole and a walk, so he's one for one. Nobody out. The lead run on at first. Last of the sixth. Rashi checks first, goes to the plate. Swing and a miss at a down-breaking curveball. Strike one. The shadows now could play an important part to defense and offense. They're a little bit different than they are in the stadium. The sun is not as wicked from over the... Uh, right side of the diamond toward the left fielder's eyes, as it would be at the stadium. But the grandstand roof now plays a, across half of the uh, left side of the diamond and up through the mound. 0-1. Rashi pauses, delivers. Outside. Mara bluffs at first, holds on. One ball, one strike. Snyder, this is the haberdashery department, is, uh, I believe, the only Dodger during the series to wear a newfangled mesh nylon cap. You can see the white of the plastic guard uh, when he's at the plate through it. It's his lucky cap. And at first blush, you think that maybe uh, some chalk marks were on it. Actually, it's the white plastic inner of the cap itself. 101. Rashi hikes at the trouser belt. 
Snyder stands, uh, Hodges stands in. Snyder leads off. Delivers. Too low on a curve. Two and one. Now, Rashi's fast up and let up pitches in the first four innings for his best stock and trade. Now, he lets up, pulls the string consistently on curves and keeps the ball down low. Or at least is trying to. He's run behind both batters here in the last of the sixth inning. Brooklyn hungry for runs. Down two games. Yankee defense shaded left. Infield and double played up. 2-1 pitch. Way outside. Ball three. Snap throw to first. Snyder in safely. And Collins made a great retrieve of a bad throw by Yogi Berra. Remember, they almost got Snyder back in that fourth inning. He fell on the bag and barely made it on a quick move by Rashi to Collins. So it's 3-1 for the second straight time in the sixth inning. The pitcher has to come down with something good. Hodges cocks the wrists. The pitch, ball four. It's the third walk allowed by Victor Rashi. behind the fifth hit allowed and there's a confab with the mound now involving McDougal, Rizzuto and Rashi. And here's a reminder for boxing fans. I brought up the name of Gene Tunney a while ago. Tonight Gillette will broadcast the 10 round middleweight match between Vinny DeAndrea and Vincent Martinez from New York over another network. Consult your local paper for time and station. No activity in the, in the uh, Yankee bullpen. They have an odd one out here in which, because Sam Naren of the Pittsburgh Pirates got a firecracker in his eye earlier in the year, the Dodgers management constructed a bullpen dugout to ward off any missiles thrown by fans against the opposition. Campanella, 0 for 2, a strikeout on a force play. Two men on, they're looking for the bunt. Collins creeping in from first, likewise McDougal from third. Rashi throws, a cut and a miss. Strike one. Now, Campanella, and this should not be held too much against him because of his bad hand, has left seven men on base so far in ten at-bats, considering that he was the RBI leader in the National League with better than 140. You notice today that Dresden took a little pressure off Roy by driving him to five, but right now, all eyes are on him. There's a bunt up in the air, and the pitcher calls Burton grabs it in fair territory. Nobody was covering third, so Rashi and Barra began a race down the line. However, Snyder held on. Very unusual, of course, for a pitcher to grab off the pop, although on punts, uh, he can grab it off without a call. And Rashi was in best position for that one. Uh, funny thing, too, you know, Rashi has had bad knees throughout his career, and they bunt on him quite frequently. That was the second bunt on him in the game. One has scored a run, and this one fails. So give the pitcher a put-out on a pop-up. The runners hold on at first and second with one away. And Carl Pirillo, the rock from Stony Creek Mills, Pennsylvania, steps in. He's 0 for 2. Bouncing into a double play to wind up a threat from the second and flying to center field in the fifth inning. But considering his injury, he's not had a bad World Series. 3 for 10 up to this appearance. The infield halfway again. The outfield shaded right on Pirillo. Woodling gives him a lot of left field. Score tied, 1-1. Rashi checks second, goes to Carl. Curve, outside, a ball. I believe the oddest play of the day was the wild pitch play back in the second. Uh, though uh, Erskine pitched out of that jam. 
Caponata thought that there was a tick. Barra thought the ball was caught, and Yogi wound up at second. One ball, no strikes to Pirillo. The right-hander comes down. A swing and a miss for strike one. Actually, he took the ball. The catcher held. Similar to that play was one I saw recently between the Braves and uh, the Phillies, in which, uh, in the ninth inning, Lindell had a strikeout on Bill Bruton, the fleet center fielder. The catcher Lopata reached for the new ball, but the umpire lost his voice, Len Roberts, and Bruton wound up on second. Because Roberts had no voice before then. He had been hitting the Adams apple a couple of times during the season. One and one to furlough. Rashi fires a swing and a miss. And now Vick is turning on the steam. Strike two. One and two. You don't upset this fellow very easily. You don't nettle him. He's the Cinderella guy of the New York Ball Club, the fellow that came up from Portland in 1947 and helped pitch the Yanks to a pennant when they needed him the most, and most of them in clutch ball games. Ready for a payoff. Snyder, a good runner off second. Likewise, Hodges off first. The infield halfway. The defense alerts. The one-two pitch to Perlow is a curve that's hit right below our microphone and out of play for strike two. No chance for either Adam or myself today to uh, get very many souvenirs. <laughs> I can see that during the season, uh, somebody's shorter than I am. They, they have a wire screen here with an opening so that these uh, oblong patches created by the screen uh, don't drive it dizzy. One ball, two strikes. Rashi in the set move. Fires. Strike three call. He led up beautifully. Caught Furlow completely off stride. And Carl just wasn't able to move at all. So, a call strike three. And Rashi gets a big guy out of there. Carl Furlow. Two gone in the sixth. After the first two men had reached base safely. Snyder with a single. And Hodges on a walk. That's the third strikeout of the game for Vic Rashi, evening up his walks and strikeouts. He's given up five hits, one run. And now Jack Robinson, who reached him for a double against the screen and right, and has scored the one run of the game for the Dodgers. Martin puts a bluff on Snyder at second. Then Billy moves back to the slot. Pitch to Robinson. High. Ball one. Jack has had his difficulties in the field, particularly at the stadium. But the comparative rarity of balls hit to the outfield is one of the features of this series. That is to say, for chances by outfielders. Long leads by the runners. The 1-0. A swing and a foul upstairs to the right and down again. Hit the superstructure and bounces out onto the field. And time is called as Joe Collins picks up the ball to throw it out of play. Notice that Robinson is cutting a little bit late and apparently wants to go to right field, and that's the way they're playing him right now. Barr has him flush and right. Of course, with two men on, he wants to give them as much opportunity to pick up extra bases as possible. One ball, one strike. Rashi delivers. Two low. Two and one. Rashi is a picture-type pitcher. There is nothing unorthodox about his form at all. He's just a big guy who can throw who knows where the plate is, who knows how to pitch, who pitches between pitches, a term used many times by a fine old catcher, Cy Perkins, who did a lot of receiving for Mr. Mack, along with Mickey Cochran. Two and one. Pick ready. 
delivers. A swing and a foul ball out of play over our heads. Two and two. This is the third game of the Golden Jubilee World Series of Major League Baseball. Being sent out around the world by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And while the Yankees are two up in games, none of the games has wanted in thrills. Time called. Bauer out in right field apparently wanted to adjust his sights. He's running back to a dead right field post. Two balls, two strikes, two gone, two on. Two runs scored all together in the game. One to one is the score. Runner's edge. Rashi on the stretch. The pitch. The swing. A drive to left field. A base hit. Snyder's going to try to score. He will score. Woodling's throw goes back to third. The Dodgers lead two to one. Jackie Robinson registers his first RBI of the 1953 World Series. And the Dodgers lead two to one. The Dodgers, of course, led yesterday and relinquished the lead. This is the second time in the series that they have led in any one contest. The RBI for Robinson is his eighth lifetime run batted in. Rally still alive. Hodges moved to second base on the sixth hit off Rashi. Cox the batter, a foul, caroling off the catcher's mask of Vera. Strike one. It was a clean single that didn't land until it reached the left field grass. Robinson's second straight hit. That had been the defection so far for Brooklyn with their many left on bases in the first two games. 22 all told. The fact that Campanella and Robinson hadn't been hitting very often, but Jack certainly snaps out of it today. 0-1 on Wee Willie. Curve outside of all from Vic Rashi. 2-1 the score. They're squeezing out the singletons today. Boy, you can feel the tension. Rashi ready. Fires away. Half cut, uh, take, throw to first, runner safe, and a very, very accurate throw, considering that the throw got there before Robinson. But by the time Collins had pivoted around to put the tag on Jack, the toe got the corner of the sack, and he was safe. Two and one to Cox. Mera has been very freewheeling today and pegging down toward the corners. He has thrown one man out, a very important man, the leadoff man in the first inning, Junior Gilliam. Outfield straight away in all sectors on Cox, a right-handed batter who is awful one officially, but has a very important RBI and a squeeze punt. There's a swing and a high foul fly that's going off toward the stands in shallow left field area. McDougal goes back and can't reach it. So that Cox is still alive. Strike two. Last half of the sixth inning. Two to one. Brooklyn. Two on, two gone. New ball in play. Rashi goes to work again. Here's his pitch. Outside of all three. Barris shifted. Looking for the outside curve, but it fell low. So they'll be on the go now with three balls and two strikes on the batter. 
The runners will be breaking for the next way stations. Hodges at second, Robinson at first, and they can dig. This could well be the biggest pitch of the ball game coming up. Rashi in the move. Throws. A swing and a miss. He struck him out with an old-fashioned curveball. And the side is retired, and Big Vic pulls through with his fourth strikeout victim. One run scores. There are two hits, a walk, no errors, and two men are left. At the end of six full innings of play, here are the totals. The Brooklyn Dodgers, two runs, six hits, no errors, and six left. The New York Yankees, one run, four hits, no errors, and six left on. It was in the third game of the World Series 21 years ago that Babe Ruth pointed to the right field stands and then proceeded to pull a homer right in there. The Gillette World Series record book is loaded with colorful facts like this. To get your copy, just buy an easy shaving one-piece Gillette razor, the kind we've been talking about, and the handy valuable reference book is yours at no extra cost whatever. The Dodgers, as you know, have a theme song which you'll be hearing at the... Uh, uh, end of this inning, and uh, Miss Gladys Gooding, who has played at many, many events that Gillette has brought to you in all fields of sport, is playing the Gillette song in the background now in uh, sequence to I'm a Yankee Doodle Andy. Uh, she personally has written the Dodger song, which you'll hear in the uh, Dodger half of the stretch here in the seventh inning. And uh, there isn't a ballpark in America that just seems to promote goodwill for the visitor in uh, so small a ballpark as this one. This is where the guy uh, in the old days scared up a half dollar to get into the bleachers and then would hold court on any street corner in Flatbush and tell the whole gang in the neighborhood about what happened to them bums on a certain afternoon. It's a tradition that no other ball club has, just as the Yankee tradition is so great in its 15 World Series triumphs and 19 tries. Phil Rizzuto. little field leader and shortstop of the Yankees to start off the seventh against Carl Erskine. With the Dodgers leading 2-1, to one, the first pitch to fill is a ground foul hit solidly against the wiring protecting the box seats along the third base line. Phil has been called out on strikes and on a hit and run play he grounded right over second base. Gilliam managed to grab to flank the ball but it was a hit. Oddly enough had there not been a hit and run on, there was no question that the ball would have gone right through the middle. But of course, Gilliam was breaking with a runner at the time. 0-1, infield up on Phil. There's a swing and a ground ball hit solidly to short. A great stop by Reese. The throw in time. That ball was really tagged. I don't know uh, if you've uh, participated in any sports, but you know when you're feeling tense and you want to win real bad, uh, you're knocked off balance easily by any impact. And that time... Reese, a real professional, just seemed to lose his balance momentarily before getting rid of the ball hit by Rizzuto. One away. This is Vic Rashi who gets a fine, justified round of applause. He's 0 for 1 with a strikeout and a sacrifice, batting right-handed. A ground ball chopped to short, a big hop played by Reese. The ball thrown to first in plenty of time, and Vic is out. Two gone. This is a very quick first two men that Erskine has disposed of, considering the number of pitches that he's used up in the ball game. Before this inning, he had used up 97, which is a little bit better than par for the course, but remember that he has struck out 10 men. And uh, you're going to have to go over two pitches to strike out 10 men. 
That is two pitches apiece. McDougal. One for three. And he has driven in the one New York run on his first and only hit of the World Series in 11 appearances. This odd open stance, right-hander. Waiting for the pitch. Takes it. A strike. A curve. Trying to change this fellow's uh, batting stance like trying to change the famous foot and bucket stands of the great Al Simmons, recently elected to the Hall of Fame. Of course, Al had a much different stance. He kind of sat down, his hips thrown out wide, and his feet, of course, in such a position that you couldn't possibly figure out how he'd hit the ball so well. But he was a great natural hitter. All in one to McDougal. Outfield shaded left. Erskine delivers. A swing. A ground ball toward the hole. Cox picks it up beautifully. Goes to first. In time. Pretty play. Grabbed a short hop. And three ground balls retire the Yankees in order in the seventh inning for the first time since the third. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. Six and a half innings. The Dodgers two. The Yankees one. Coming up now in the bottom of the seventh is Carl Erskine. And he gets a very nice hand from the crowd. As well he should. Okay, Erskine comes up there now. And by the way, in that last inning, I believe that's the first inning in the ball game. He didn't strike out at least one man. That is correct. Has a total of ten in the game so far. All right, here's Erskine swinging, missing at the first pitch for strike one. He has a blooper single to left and two trips. Rashi again starts cranking. Here comes. And he bunts and misses. Failed to get the ball at all. And a strike two. Nothing in two the count. As we mentioned earlier, Carl was a pretty good hitting pitcher this year. The outfield playing him straight away. However, they're not playing him very deep. Here comes two-strike pitch. Swung on. There's a little looping pop fly that's going right to Billy Martin, and he makes the catch. Easy players can hit the ball very weakly, probably off the handle. And that is all for him. Well, the batter now will be Junior Gilliam, who has gone one for three today and three for 13 in the series. Batting left-handed still against Vic Rashi. Junior looks like he's very relaxed. And if he has a case of rookie jitters, it is not in evidence. The pitch. Swung on, he fouls it back to the screen. Strike one. New ball in possession of Rashi. The outfield playing Gilliam just about straight away. Hit that ball in any direction. One of those hitters who pretty much hits it where it's pitched. An outside ball to his off-field. Inside ball, he might pull it. Ready again, the wind-up, and here it comes. Swung on, there's a fly ball heading for straightaway center field. Mickey Mantle is there and handles it easily for the second out. So it's two up, two down in the last of the seventh. The batter will be Pee Wee Reese. The Yankees, of course, have two more opportunities in which to get back in the ball game. They trail by just one run. And they're hardly out of it. All right, Reese has gone hitless in three trips today. A strikeout, pop-out, and ground-out. Swings in the first pitch, and there's a little blooper that's going out into right field. He broke his back, and it falls in for a base hit. Pee Wee Reese proves the theory that it isn't how you hit him, it's where. As he bloops one out into right field, and that is the seventh hit given up by Vic Rashi. The Dodgers now have a runner at first with two out, and the Duke will be coming up. Snyder, who started off the rally in the sixth inning with a single, and he scored the run in that inning, which put the Dodgers ahead. All right, Duke is in batting position. Here's the pitch. 
He swings in the first offering. There's a high fly ball that's popped up in a short left as Phil Rizzuto is breaking back a little toward the line and goes back to make the catch for the out. So Snyder pops up on the first pitch to the shortstop into short left, and the, bat, the uh, inning summary is no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left aboard. The score at the end of seven complete. It's the Brooklyn Dodgers, two, the New York Yankees, one. Well, into the top of the eighth we'll move now as the Yankees will bring up Collins, Bauer, and Barra. Collins has struck out all three times he's been up, left-handed batter, and who knows, he might be about due. Here's Erskine winding, delivering, and gets his curve over the outside corner for strike one. Carl had his wild streak in the game back in the second inning when he walked two. Other than that, he's seldom been behind in the hitter. He cranks, here comes. Strike two as Collins takes. That one just above the knees, a fastball, and the count is nothing two. Joe walked away for a moment, now comes back into batting position. Erskine gets his side and starts into that winding motion. Here it comes. High for ball one. So it's one and two. Yankees need at least one run desperately and have the eighth and ninth in which to do it. This is the top of the eighth. One and two the count. Pitch comes in. Swung on and missed for strike three. And Collins must be wondering what he has to do to get a piece of that ball. That's the fourth time Joe's gone down on strikes and it's all of 11 strikeouts for Carl Erskine, just two back of the World Series record set in 1929. Well, the batter's Hank Bauer, who has grounded out three straight times, twice to short, once to second. The outfield to the left, here's the pitch. Low for ball one, fastball, overhand, fast one. Again, Erskine starts cracking, here it comes. There's a bouncing ball, Reese over to his left, and it gets past him out in the center field, base hit. Well, now the Yankees have the tying run aboard. With Hank Bauer at first base and one out, the batter is the dangerous Yogi Berra, who's been on all three times. A walk, a single, and hit by a pitched ball. Erskine delivers. Oh, hit him. For the second time, Berra gets hit, this time on the small of the back, in the seat of the pan. And Yogi was a little unhappy about that one. Yogi had no chance at all to get out of the way of that ball. It was a very bad pitch. And for one of the rare times in any World Series, a man has been hit twice in one game. Now, Erskine is in a real jam. He not only has the tying run on behind him at second, but Berra at first for insurance, and dangerous Mickey Mantle, who has been struck out three times, but would just as soon throw the ball out of the park up there. He won yesterday's game. The curve is good. Strike call. This Erskine will keep you on tenderhooks. All the while, left-hander Shalek and Crayley warm up for the single man in left field. Oh, Bear is smiling down there. <laughs> Rubbing up his last hurt. 0-1. Strike two, slow curve. Taken by Mickey Mantle. Boy, that jug-handled hook thrown by Erskine today has really been a dandy. Stingle is a little bit beside himself and is talking it up to Mickey Mantle. He got a little rick-faced about that. Still standing up in the dugout. He motioned as if to punch the ball on the part of Mickey. 0-2. Struck him out. Two men have been retired on strikes four times in a row today. Joe Collins and Mickey Mantle for the total of the eight of 12 strikeouts chalked up by Carl Erskine. I doubt if there's hardly a real red-hot baseball fan on the stands today that doesn't realize how close he is to the record. 
So win, lose, or darkness, and there can't be because they turn the lights on uh, if necessary here. And Mr. Erskine is flirting with the history books and with all-time fame. Now here's Woodling, who himself was fanned last time. He is 0 for 3. Two gone, two on. Now Woodling guarding the plate in that King Cobra batting stance. The pitch, swing, line drive, center field, base hit. The tying run is about to score in Bauer. The other runner, Barra, heads for third. Here comes the relay. It's tied at 2-2. Gene Woodling, the new old reliable of the New York Yankees, breaks the strikeout hex against the New York club by tying up the game with a clutch eighth-inning single, easily scoring Hank Bauer from second base and moving the lead run, Yogi Berra, to third. That is the sixth hit for Carl Erskine. And it's a brand new game in the eighth. So hang on. Clem Levine is getting the word from Cookie Labagetto, Dodger coach, to really heat up. RBI for Whittling. The batter is not, and he moves up on the pitch. He hits a slow roller to second. Gilliam charges over to first in time. And the side is retired. Erskine pointed to first base. Hoping that Gilliam would not try for the fourth. The side is retired, but the Yanks have evened it up with a run on two hits and a very important hit batsman, Barra. No errors and two men left on. Seven and a half innings. The Yankees two, the Dodgers two. Many experts call George Kell the greatest third baseman in the business. He's a sure-handed fielder with a lifetime batting average over 300. George's routine after a game is typical in the big leagues. A shower and, like practically everyone else on his team, a fast, easy shave with a Gillette Super Speed. This modern one-piece Gillette has nothing to take apart or put together. It changes blades in a jiffy, cleans instantly and never jams or clogs. Every stroke is light and gentle. You get slick, refreshing shaves that look swell and feel the same. And remember right now, when you purchase an easy shaving Gillette Super Speed razor for only a dollar, the regular price, you get the valuable brand new Gillette World Series record book at no cost. Your store has this book. Get one soon before the supply is gone. Well, here we are. Behind that Gillette microphone, Al Helfer and myself, Gene Kelly, for the rest of our Gillette crew here. And all of us, well, our hearts are skipping an extra beat because this is a dandy. These are the games you dream about going, watching, witnessing out here. The peg down to second base by Yogi Berra. And Rashi's first item of importance is Mr. Gil Hodges, who has been on base three straight times in the last three eight. Going tied at two, Hodges has a single and two off and was involved in one of the rallies, the sixth inning when the Brooks scored their second run. First pitch to Gill. Swing, a ground ball, chopped to short. Rizzuto backs up on a big hop. Gets rid of it quickly in time. You know, he doesn't have a real powerful gun to throw runners out, but he gets rid of the ball so quickly, it's really a picture to see. Bill Rizzuto had some great short stopping in this series. One away. Roy Campanella, who has insisted on playing, despite the fact that most anybody else would be out of the lineup hurting as badly as he is. 0 for 3 in this game, 1 for 11 so far in the series. A long drive to left. We're back. We're back. It is a home run.
has just belted out his first 1953 World Series home run, his second in his World Series career, and the eighth in the whole series, the fourth for the Dodgers, and Brooklyn falls into a 3-2 lead. Only his second hit and his first since having been injured, the big guy showed what he was really made of that time by tagging one to a fairly well. There was no question about it entering the lower stands in left field. His second life, home run. Now there's a high chopper by Fuller over third base, and McDougal throws him out. Two gone. So Cavanaugh on whom the Dodgers had waited so anxiously to snap out of it, did it with a blow against which there is no defense. A mighty home run. As soon as it left the bat, the crowd sensed that the sound indicated distance. This is Robinson, two for three, a double, a run scored, and an RBI. Three to two now, the Dodgers lead. Jack takes a low curve from Rashi, ball one. Now this has not been a pre-hitting contest, yet the activities of both Campanella and Robinson, you see, figure so largely in any Dodger possible victory. Outfield shaded left on Jack. Caught the corner, a good strike. The run was the third, the hit was the eighth. Frashy. One and one. Frashy taking time now, realizing his club is still very much in this game. Throws a curve that's hit toward the letter. It is in there, a base hit. A looping single off a curveball, and Robinson has his third straight hit of this game. It's the ninth hit off Frashy. Nothing stirring at the moment down in the Yankee bullpen. There are two men out. The homer was sandwiched between the first two outs. Robinson has a double and two singles for three hits consecutively. Billy Cox. 0 for 2, a sacrifice that scored a run. So to first, runner safe. Checking back in the Gillette World Series record book, you'll find that only six times in the past 20 years has the World Series gone to full seven games. Will this one go? A swing. He tried to hit to right, stepping back, but loops it weakly behind first. Not on the second baseman, grabs it in foul territory. Cox and the Dodgers are retired in the eighth inning. That was a foul pop. One run, two hits, no errors, one man left on. Here are the eight inning totals on the Gillette scoreboard. Brooklyn, three runs, nine hits, no errors, and... Eight men left. The Yankees, two runs, six hits, no errors, and eight men left on. 35,270 is the paid attendance in this, the third World Series game on the first out of its field in this set. Say, how you fix the blades? Yes, super keen Gillette Blue Blades. You can't buy them in your bathroom, so get a fresh supply before you run out. Gillette Blue Blades always give you slick, refreshing shaves. On top of that, they're double-edged, so you change blades less than half as often. Use them more than twice as long. Manager Dressen is moving slick-fielding Don Thompson from Swepsonville, North Carolina, into the ballgame on defense, and here is the hand for Robinson coming out. And Johnny Rice, two of the 
Many-sided first base core that Stengel uses are coming out of the dugout, and Rizzuto is going to get a pinch hitter. So that Stengel goes to sheer percentage here in using Bullweg, B-O-L-L-W-E-G, a former St. Louis property in the National League who hails from Wheaton, Illinois, close to Chicago. He's a 31-year-older, 6'1", 175 pounds. Bullweg has never seen any action in World Series play. He'll bat for Rizzuto. During the regular season, Lean Don batted 297. He's always been a good, consistent hitter. Erskine goes to work on him. First pitch. Swing and a miss for strike one. So if this does go to the last of the ninth, the Yankees would go probably to Willie Miranda at shortstop. Boy, you never can tell. Jerry Coleman. All in one. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Left-hander working down in the bullpen. Now, he looks like Bob Kuzava from here. I'm almost sure that's he. Kuzava? Right. Big Wyandotte guy. Quite a competitor on the past record in World Series relief rolls. 0-2 to Bullweg. Erskine studies. The left-handed batter crouches. The pitch. High. A ball. 2-2, the Dodgers leading. This is the top of the ninth inning. The next man up, or do up, would be Rashi, but Mize is undoubtedly going to bat for Vic. Erskine goes into a slow pumping motion. The right-hander fires away. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> the crowd was trying to uh, give vocal English to that pitch. <laughs> Together with the body English behind it, they thought the curve might have dropped in there. It's 2-2. Two two. You know what they're thinking, of course. With Erskine having chalked up 12 strikeouts. What a comeback for this guy today, no matter what happens. Even up. The big one. Strike it out! Paul Erskine equals the record held for 24 years by one man, Howard Emke. He has struck out his 13th man in a World Series game. And before Johnny Mize steps in, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. The Gimble Broadcasting Service, WIP, WIP-FM in Philadelphia. Johnny Mize, who has hit 308 in four previous World Series, in 15 games with 12 hits and 39 trips, including three home runs, is going to bat for Rashi. It's an all-or-nothing-at-all attempt by the Yankees. Strike call. The big guy from Demarest, Georgia. A remarkable fellow considering he's 40 years of age. And oh, how he's helped these bars in the last several years. His record of 250 during the regular season doesn't begin to tell of his better than 300 batting average and pinch hitting rolls. All in one. Straight two. The fans know that Erskine has either equaled or better the record. You can sense it. They want to see him beat it now. You don't get this guy on strikes very often, but you never can tell. The Big Cat is one of the best free swingers in the business. 0-2. Erskine winds, delivers. He struck it out! He has struck out 13 men, and to a man, woman, and child, they're up on their feet out here in Flatbush. Johnny Wise went down on an inside wicked curveball. 
14 men has seen the Bill Pullman summarize the World Series game. Be sure to stay tuned for his summary and highlights today. Bill Pullman reviews the game as he sees it from the press stand. Yet another pinch hitter who swings left-handed, Herb Merrin, who was secured by the Yankees over a year ago from the Washington Senators in a trade for Jackie Jensen and Speck Shea. A reserve outfielder who has done very well in spots this season, more so than he did in 1952. N-O-R-E-N, originally Brooklyn property, brought up to the big leagues on the uh, look of Bucky Harris, who had seen him play on the coast, and he was first with Washington. This is his second World Series. In four games last year, he hit 300, 3 for 10, and he batted in a run. A good-looking red-faced fella, Norris. Six-footer, 184 pounds, left-handed all the way from Pasadena, California. Will be 29 years of age on the 29th of November. He is batting for leadoff man McDougal, whose one World Series hit had batted in one of the Yankee runs. The first pitch to Earth, high a ball. Now the crowd, not satisfied, and edging for a Brooklyn comeback here. The setup uh, that you hear in the background is hoping he strikes out the side, but Carl already has made a new record in World Series competition. Outside of all two. Now Campanella tucks the glove under his right arm, walks out slowly in front of the plate as if to say, now Carl, take it easy, guy. You got everything going your way. Relax, if it's possible. Dodgers are leading, in case you forgot, 3-2, and all this hubbub about the strikeouts chalked up by Carl Erskine. Still Levine lobs him down there to Walker. Here's the next pitch to Noren. Two ball. Ball three. And remember, the Dodgers aren't out of the woods yet. Two gone. And a 3-0 count on a man that represents the tying run at the plate. Erskine had two strikeouts in the first inning, two strikeouts in the second, two in the third, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, two in the sixth, two in the eighth, and two in the ninth. Here's the next pitch, three and oh, two close, almost hit him. He walks, Herb Norin, and the tying on his arm with Joe Collins, who has been struck out four straight times, the batter. Of such stuff is very well material made. Four strikeouts, and you know what he's thinking. He's the guy that busted up the first game. Now that walk is the first one allowed by Erskine since back in the second inning. And overall his third in the game. He has a wild pitch and two hit batsmen to the bargain. Despite the fact that Collins has been fanned four times today, he came close to a homer earlier by voting a foul out of the ballpark. First pitch to Joe, a ground foul off to the right to the Dodger dugout. Strike one. Dodger dugouts recede behind home plate, more toward the plate than first base. 0-1, Erskine now being quieted down and being paced by his veteran catcher. Dodgers leading 3-2, Norn at first, the pitch to Collins. Inside a curve, 1-1. Now, uh, I stopped counting pitches after the sixth, but up until that time, Erskine had thrown 97 times. I haven't got any doubt in my mind he's thrown 150 times right now. So he's a very tired but grim young man. Rashi, of course, is out of the game. Should it have to go to the last of the ninth or extra? Stengel went to his great bench here in the ninth inning. The pitch. Strike two. Ball. One ball. Two strikes. What an important game this is for both clubs. Of course, more so for the Dodgers, who really have to battle now to get themselves back into contention. 
They go to Lowe's tomorrow with the Yankees countering with Ford. And in this park, left-handers always have trouble against the Dodgers. One ball, two strikes. Erskine scuffs up third. Moves into the stretch. Delivers. Ground ball of the mound. He has it. He runs over the first. He throws him out. The game's over. Brooklyn wins it 3-2. Erskine sets a new record for strikeouts in a World Series game. And it's now two games for the Yanks and one for the Dodgers. In the ninth inning, no runs, no hits to walk, no errors, and one man left on. The final totals, the Brooklyn Dodgers, three runs, nine hits, no errors, and eight left on. The winner, Erskine, his second World Series win. The uh, Yankees, two runs, six hits, no errors, and a total of nine left on. In the background, Tex Rickard on the public address system is announcing the new record set by Carl Erskine. The fans seem to realize it. Ladies and gentlemen, the story was simply Carl Erskine. All the words that are in the dictionary couldn't express it, I don't believe. And so we simply put it, Carl Erskine, who not only put the Dodgers very much back into the battle in this World Series by taking the third game with the chips down two games behind. Carl Erskine, who not only wrote his name into the record book, eclipsing the famous record of Howard Emke, a surprise starter in a World Series many years ago for the Philadelphia Athletics with 14 strikeouts. Just a tremendous job. Carl Erskine, a man who bore down all the way and from the very first pitch started firing and he just didn't let up till it was all over. Howard Emke in October 1929 struck out 13 men in a single series game. Today, Mr. Emke's name is removed. In his place is Carl Erskine, a five foot nine, a half hundred and sixty-five pound right-hander from Anderson, Indiana, who is 26 years old, and who, though he was born on the 13th of December, found that the number 13 certainly was far from being unlucky. He pitched a great game. In defeat, Vic Rashi too covered himself with glory. Vic pitched the kind of a game that normally would have won for him. Last year he won two games against the Dodgers, but today you have to run into a guy who on opening day just didn't have it. And he was determined. He wanted to get back. He did. And the Yankees knew they faced one of the greatest right-handers they had seen in many a year. Carl Erskine, and that's the story. With one exception, it always takes two. You got to have a guy to get him out. You got to have a guy to get him run. And it was Roy Campanella who was hit on the pinky in the opening game. And it was reported that he probably wouldn't even play today. And I think Casey Sengel now wishes he hadn't. Although one never knows what Rube Walker would have done. In any case, Roy Campanella belted that home run in the eighth inning to win it for the Dodgers. Just as yesterday, it was Mickey Mantle who belted a homer in the eighth inning to break up the tie and win it for New York. In other words, it's typical Yankee-Dodgers World Series. You never know when some guy is going to belt one, and they play the kind of baseball that keeps the multitude right in their seats until the final out is made. So... It was another wonderful game, and the Dodger fans go home happy. And we've got a World Series. It's a long, long way from being over. Tomorrow, possibly it will be Billy Lowe's, and for the Yankees, Whitey Ford. Tomorrow, we bring you the fourth game of the 1953 World Series. From Ebbett Field in Brooklyn, airtime will be 12.45 Eastern Standard Time, same as today. 
Until then, folks, this is Mel Allen saying smooth sailing, smooth shaving. Get an afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company. <laughs>